knowing what to eat is the easy part. Actually doing it is where people struggle. What you do after the diet is just as important as the diet itself. Focus on food quality for health and food quantity for weight loss. Patience is the least utilised tool in most diets. I don't mind a superfood salad, but I prefer pizza. Don't throw the kitchen sink at it. Pick a training method you enjoy. That's the advice. Generally, most people don't lift heavy enough. Think of me as the Alan Partridge of the fitness industry. If you haven't thought about your death row meal, then we can't be friends. Welcome to the bonus episode of the Not Another Fitness Podcast, the unnumbered episode, the episode that's just emerged from the ether, Rambo. How you doing, mate? I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm not bad. I'm Andy, by the way, just in, <laughs> just, just in case you're wondering. I'm Rambo, if you're new around here, also known as Amy, my given if name. If this is the first pod you've listened to, you're, this is a shambolic affair it's not a shambolic affair at all it's spawned out of isolation isn't it mate yeah we're both isolating hey <laughs> we've got nothing better to do um so the original plan for this week was i am meant to be in scotland and he's meant to be working i'm meant to be earning money now yeah. as we speak uh and we actually recorded on tuesday didn't we so because we're like you know let's let's jump on on tuesday because i'm gonna be away and we want to get the pod in um and then tuesday night i got the ping from the old track and trace you need to isolate for four days so cue a lot of tears because i was meant to be going to scotland with my boyfriend to see his family we haven't seen them in like a year um well i haven't seen them in even longer actually jack hasn't seen them in a year um so that was quite sad and cue a little bit of cancelling of clients and rejigging also just flicked the screenshot over to you didn't i mate just to be like oh god and then about half an hour later (laughs) you sent me one back mate where you lead i follow (laughs) (laughs) that's how committed i am (laughs) Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not great, is it? But it, I mean, like I, we were just chatting beforehand, it could have been worse. It could have been 10 days. Um, yeah. So like socially, it's, it's it's obviously a lot worse for you. Um, and then from a work point of view, it's probably a bit worse for me. But then, you know, hey ho, we're both fine, aren't we? We've both done our, done our tests. We haven't actually got corona, but we're both bloody responsible adults, Rambo. So we're, we're doing the right thing. Oh, hello, telephone. My shopping's here. Is that your shopping? Yeah. I thought that was track and trace. I gotta go. I thought that was track and trace checking you were at home. No, my shopping's here. I've got to get my delivery. Otherwise, I'm not going to food for four days. Listeners, you're in for an absolute treat. You can stay on as I commentate on Rambo. She runs out of the room in the leggings she's been wearing for the last three days. Oh, the anticipation is killing me here. I think what we'll do, I'll... um. I'll edit this out, obviously, because otherwise you're just going to have to listen to me ranting on. Here she comes. <laughs> Back in the game. <laughs> that was pretty swift, mate. I think you got a fucking sweat on there, look. I think I have. It's all right. I'll do cardio. Um, <laughs> Good going. Well, I just wanted to make sure I got the um, frozen stuff in the freezer. <laughs> That was my Waitrose shop. And obviously, because I used to work at Waitrose, I had to have a little chat. And, you little chin wag. Formalities, formalities, formalities with Daniel. Uh, I mean, <laughs> listeners won't realise, but Rambo's been gone for an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> 
I've just been sat here gathering dust waiting for her. <laughs> well, you know what? Like your eyes are let. We obviously we thought we were going away, so we had no food. So then I was like, shit, I've got that's no un- food. That's unacceptable. That's I know. That's an unacceptable state of affairs. I Wait. know. Well, we were eating up. Um, I think that's a northern thing as well, eating up. Um, eating up. Never heard that before. Love eating it. up. Eating up the food in the fridge before you go away. So you end up with the most random meals. Um, so, yeah, we had nothing. So then when I found out I had to isolate, I was like, oh, crap, I need food. So I had to go on. Um, I went on all that. I went on Tesco's. Which, by the way, mum will get this. Shout out, Jane. I am not paying £1.50. Steady, Rambo. I know. I'm not paying £1.50 for someone to deliver my shopping. Delivery charges. I would rather add 20 quid's worth of stuff to my basket to have free delivery than pay (laughs) 4.99 for delivery. But Waitrose deliver free if you order over 45 quid. So, yeah, I've stocked up. I've got a slot for today. To be fair, over over 45 quid at Waitrose is like an avocado and a bag of carrots, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, but that avocado tastes bloody good. That's £37 worth of sweet avocado right there. So, yeah, sorry, that was my food shop. I'm good now. I'm happy. You know, if I didn't have food, I'd be very unhappy. Like I said, it's only apt that you should receive a food delivery mid-recording of the pod. I feel like that's pretty standard. Hope their listeners enjoyed that comedy value. Thanks. So, mate, isolation. How's it? How's it for you? Well, it's fine now. I've got food. No, actually, <laughs> do you know what? Like, like we were saying, um, we had a like a quick. I say a quick about an hour chat before we jumped on. <laughs> a quick forty-five minute shoot um, the breeze. It was really sad on Tuesday when we got when I got the ping and obviously realised that I couldn't go couldn't go to um, to Scotland um, for a couple of reasons. Like I haven't seen his family in so long. I'm really looking forward to spending some time with Jack as well. Just the two of us outside of the flat and it just been it was just really sad. So yeah, a few tears then. But we were just saying, don't we? We both actually quite like being at home. Um, also, the flat is now really tidy. Smells like girl. Um, and I'm I'm quite happy being on my own and pottering around and busying myself. I couldn't, I've done all my programming. I've come up with so many podcast ideas. <laughs> I've um, yeah, I've we've, got a... we've got eighteen topics on the agenda to discuss yeah. today. <laughs> also, we our flight was supposed to be at nine o'clock at night on Wednesday night, so we, I, we were only going to be able to watch the first half of the match. I had the best night last night. <laughs> so I watched the whole of the match in the front room. And then for extra time, I moved to the bed. Um, I don't know if I've spoken about this before on the pod, but Jack's put our TV in the ceiling in our bedroom. It's incredible. So you press a button and the TV comes down from the ceiling. It's absolutely fab. Like while he was doing it, I was like, what the hell are you doing this for? And now, he's, <laughs> now he's done it. It's literally the best thing. Now ever. I don't have to leave the bedroom ever again. Oh, it's amazing. So I got in bed for extra time and watched extra time in bed and then could, like, it was actually quite nice not having to have a bedtime, not have, knowing that I didn't have to get up for work and I could watch all the game and all the after match analysis. It was fab, loved it. So yeah, that, all that is That is one thing, like being able to have a, a bit of a lion is uh that's one positive uh the alarm not being set for quarter to five was uh was quite nice being able to switch that off but how's your iso going then mate yeah i mean similar to yourself i we're both kind of home birds aren't we so yeah. it's actually not that bad for me it's just the not being able to go outside at all it's not so much the um uh yeah, it's not to be fair because it's only four days i'm like that's fine it's yeah. only four days, but not being able to go outside, like to go for a walk and stuff, that's what... You have a get... garden, though. You can go in the garden. 
Yeah, but the problem with that is if I go in the garden, Sarah will expect me to mow the lawn, and that is it's just not a job. You are such a shit bloke, aren't you? Like oh, DIY terrible. is not your I bag at all. Terrible Rambo. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I can mow the lawn. I do know to op- <laughs> operate the lawnmower, but but yeah, it's just the the want the want to do it is not there. Your garden's lovely as well. You've definitely had that landscaped, haven't you? Like you had someone pro in to do that because there was no way that is your handiwork. Oh f- fuck no! no. <laughs> and when the when the guy came in, he's like, "What are you looking for?" And I'm like, "I'm looking for like the most zero maintenance garden possible, please." And when, like, I was all set on it. I said, "Let's just get the astro turf." And she was like, "No, we're not having that." I was like, "Come on, get the astro in there." But it turns out you do have to do stuff to maintain that. So that um that idea fell out of bed as well. Um, but yeah, uh, it's all right isolation's okay get to spend more time with sarah max he seems pretty happy about that sarah gets to have a bit of an extended line in the morning because i take him downstairs i kind of let him watch me make coffee hoping that it will kind of like seep in so when he's old enough i can just hand over the mantle (laughs) and get him on the case but like six months yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm like probably a little bit dangerous at the moment dealing with a boiling kettle but give it time uh, no, but it, no, it's good though. It's good. Uh, it was, it was, it was quite. It was nice yesterday. It's, it's fun being at home with a little man. So yeah, yeah. I, I have got um, an alarm set every hour to get up and do a thousand steps. So good idea, mate. Good idea. Honestly, pro, pro level. Some things that have really keeping me grounded are scheduled set meal times so i'm still making sure i'm having my meals at pretty much exactly the same time just to keep a bit of routine um and yeah every hour on the hour i've set an alarm and i will just go for a little circuit around like the landing up here on the top floor because we're the only flat up here um and like all in just a little circuit around around the house get get a thousand steps an hour which is about six to seven minutes do a bit of admin on my phone rings like mom or something like that and yeah easy ten thousand steps a day it stops me being too sedentary um i look like a bit of a crazy person because i'm like walking into rooms <laughs> it looks like i've forgotten something and then i just turn around and walk back out again having a moment <laughs> having a moment but yeah so yeah staying active i uh, started adding in a few press-ups as well just to keep me moving while you were saying that, mate, I was like, because because unlike you, I don't have the, uh, I just haven't had the will to, to 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 alter my steps. I was like, what what will be will be. So my average steps this year comes out about thirteen thousand, right, a day. What do you reckon I did yesterday? Three thousand. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, would you like to go? So it's three thousand and something. Do you want to be more accurate? Mm. Just 3,000 and something, not like 3,300 and something. 3,067. No. 3,265. Oh. I mean, that might yeah, be, me. I think that's my lowest day of the year. <laughs> Possibly it's got to be right up Did you enjoy it though? Like, did you enjoy it? I bet you had a great day. I mean, I do feel, I do feel slightly sluggish today, which might explain oh, it. yeah. I felt knackered yesterday though, I think though, but I think that was because of like the adrenaline of like having the ping, having to sort out all my clients, having to sort out a food shop, then staying up late and then emotions of being sad about not going away. So yesterday, like I did sit on the sofa, like I got up every hour, but I did sit on the sofa quite a bit. Whereas today I've got up, 
I did some admin. I had a shower, which God helped massively for a start. Like had a shower, walked around, the sun's out a little bit, like patio doors are open, food shops come in, talking to you, done some programming. Like the more you can actually keep to come some kind of regular yeah, loose, loose structure, the more energized you're going to feel. Didn't have to set an alarm as well, which was great. So, you know. I can, I can definitely see um, how people struggle, though, to get steps mm. in. If you're kind of desk-based, say you're working from home yeah. and you just haven't got the inclination to get out because basically like the the kind of four pleasure walk that me and Sarah would do, just like literally like a short one, like walking into town and back. If we loop around the park, that's three miles. Yeah. But I, I never think of it as, oh, I've got to get my steps in. It's yeah. just something we do. But then, hey, presto, you're kind of like seven, 8,000 steps done straight away so yeah, yeah it's i can definitely see how people struggle i'll need yeah. to uh, i need to set that alarm mate I need to get myself moving honestly like it's been like a thousand steps six seven minutes done easy if you can't spare six seven minutes an hour and just like little things like we said earlier when we jumped on i think i've put four different podcast ideas in our like shared document just from actually having that space and time away from like the computer, just to walk around, just to think about things, maybe have a quick look through social media and be like, hmm, and like, it's actually quite good thinking time as well. Yeah, it's something that we don't really have that much of, exactly. isn't it? Exactly, because it's like next client, next client, next client. We're yeah. pretty full on, so if it's not, yeah, if it's not clients, it's um, definitely for me. Like I think about my day, like getting up on like a regular day, like a gym day, it's like up a quarter to five. I actually have like kind of half hour, 45 minutes in the morning. That mm. half hour to sit down with like coffee where like the house is dead quiet and it's just, that's when I kind of do my thinking. And then it's just like, as soon as you step, set foot in the gym, it's like back to back clients, back home play with Max, go for a walk, going for a walk is always a nice, like an, again, good kind of headspace, get to talk to Sarah and just chat about the day. But then you're kind of back into, uh, you know, get Max ready for bed, prep dinner. And then you kind of sit down and you might get an hour on the sofa in the evening. And then it's like, I'm knackered. Let's go to bed <laughs> and then rinse, repeat. Yeah. Um, mate, the football. We're recording. Oh. We're recording this on Thursday morning. So it's the morning after or afternoon now, but the, yeah, the, the day after the footy. Uh, we're in the final. We're in the England final. are in a bloody final. Did, did you ever think you'd see the day? Wasn't convincing though, was it? Well, the performance was. If you look at actually the result, oh, Lee, Lee Dixon's commentary was my favourite after after um, Harry Kane's penalties. Obviously, like, scored the penalty, got the rebound. Yay, everyone's exciting. It, Harry Kane's, like, running over to celebrate. It goes a bit quiet in the commentators, and Lee Dixon just goes, awful penalty, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's the uh, that's the ex-Arsenal player in him. <laughs> no, great result for the boys. Great result. Oh, I can't wait. Looking forward to... Um... Looking forward to Sunday now. When do you reckon we'll release this? We'll put, we'll try and get this out tomorrow. So this yeah. will come out on Friday, maybe. Yeah. Um, predictions for the final, mate. What did we say last time? What did we say for this? Oh, one? I said three now. Did I say two, maybe? Yeah, because I wanted got us the, to keep got the clean re- sheet. We got the result, though. Yeah, that um, that free kick was sensational. It's a bit sensational. tasty, wasn't it? Um, I thought Raheem Sterling was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic because I always hated him for City. I always thought he was rubbish. <laughs> like, well, you've got Aguero if you've got Raheem Sterling. Come on. Like, but like, honestly, he was an, he just chased after. I've never seen an England with that much excitement, with that much intensity, like, literally chased after every ball, every opportunity, every push, like, every counter attack. Like, 
it, it was just so exciting to watch. It was it was brilliant. It was a weird game because everyone was buzzing so much that like we came out of the traps in the first 15 minutes like an absolute train. Mm. And then it, it you could kind of feel like Denmark slowly kind of wrestling control of it. Then they score and it was like, oh, fucking hell, not again. Yeah. Not on our own, in our own backyard getting turned over, but no disrespect, but by Denmark where you're going into it as... Like England were pretty heavy favourites, but uh, yeah, Sterling was brilliant. Kyle Walker was amazing as well. Yeah, um, he was uh, right. Really as much as it pains me to again praise the next Tottenham player, but yeah, he he was very good. By the not having a go at him, but Jesus Christ, Pickford. I mean, he needed to just calm down a little he bit. He gets. He needs to have a word of himself, doesn't he? He was, he was too, slicing things. He was too amped up. He was too like yeah. he was like smashing the ball into the back of his own defenders, like punting yeah. it off the pitch. I was like. Yeah. Just relax, mate. It's okay. Um, I also have a new football crush for the first time since Michael Owen back in the day. Oh, can I guess? Is it an England player? Yes. Right. So, it's, so we've we've already covered Grealish on a previous pod. Yes, yeah, not Jack Grealish. Think about like my type. Okay. Right. Did he was he in the starting eleven? Yes. Right. Let me go. Let me go through. Let me go through the team. Right. We got Pickford in goal. Absolutely not. <laughs> Carl Walker, no, no disrespect, Carl. Um, Harry Maguire looks like one of the statues, the Easter Island statues, so no, not him. Um, I'm going to put some in a maybe pile. John Stones, he's going to go in the maybe. Who's at left back? Luke Shaw. See, I don't see it with Luke Shaw, but I know people, I know uh, women that do, so Shaw's going in the maybe. So we've got Stone Shaw, centre midfield, Calvin Phillips, bit too small for you I, I quite like Calvin Phillips you know the hair mate come maybe on maybe it's maybe it's the hair um so not Calvin Phillips Declan Rice Declan Rice to me is just absolute basic but <laughs> again that might might be up Rambo Street um so he can go as a maybe Raheem Sterling again too little for Rambo Ditto Saka Harry Kane why the long face not you uh, oh, Mason Mounts in there as well. So like they, they I've, I basically put the traditionally good-looking people in the in the maybe. So we got Mount, Stones, Shaw, Rice. That's a tricky one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna discard Mount because I think he's a bit too kind of boy boyish, boy like. I'm going to sack off Shaw just because he's got a shaved head. No other reason, but I just, I don't. Good call. I don't, I don't, don't think... like a shaved head. So we're down to Stones and Rice. Basic Declan Rice and John Stones. I think John Stones is a better looking guy. I'm going to go for Rice. <laughs> who, who is it? No. Um, you actually discarded Mason Mount because he looks like a boy, but like, I like that. <laughs> I'll take that. I was kind of in the right. I was. I was in the like was in the right ballpark. Dark hair, handsome, like good jaw, solid face, little bit of a like boyish look about him. Like, like oh, Mason Mount. I do you know. I, I I don't think I'd have picked that. Like, yeah. That. Oh, what about stones? You're not feeling stones. Don't like the lips. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm drawn to. <laughs> <laughs> Tall, dark and handsome. Tall, dark and handsome and athletic. Like that athletic football figure I've always really like, really liked. Never liked rugby guys, too big for me. But like tall, dark hair, 
handsome, good face, like classic, classically good looking, really. Right. Yeah. Hold the phone here. Hold the phone. Let me just. Um, this is this is absolute podcast gold here, Andy. Uh, Andy googling go. stuff. And I've what? not I've not had a football crush since Michael Owen when I was about eleven years old. Right. Tall, dark, and handsome. Right. <laughs> I mean, he's he's dark. I'll give you that. And I can definitely see he's a he's a handsome lad. Oh, Tall. you're gonna tell me he's like five foot six, isn't he? <laughs> oh, mate, I'm about I'm about to burst your bubble. <laughs> 1.78 meters. Oh, he's 10 centimeters taller than me. That's all right. So, yeah, John so Stones, a statuesque 1.88 meters. <laughs> but, like, uh, yeah, I've, I've never actually dated a very, very tall man. Most of my boyfriends have been quite short. Well, there Jack's you go. Jack's actually probably the tallest, to be honest. How tall is Jack? Five foot ten and a half, he would say. <laughs> that sounds like my dad. <laughs> Five foot ten and a half. Um, well, there you go, Mason. Um, Mason Mount's my new football crush. Congratulations, you're in the final of the Euros, and Amy, Amy has a crush on you. It's <laughs> about 25, I think, isn't he? It's 28. Um, who would I pick, Rambo, at the, at the, the start Ooh. of the level? Hold on, let me think. Be better discount John Stones. I feel like I've given, <laughs> I've given that one away. And Luke Shaw, you said you wouldn't fancy him either. I said you wouldn't fancy him. Oh, okay. Hmm. Oh, yeah, maybe someone like Luke Shaw then. I think someone a bit stockier. Maybe Carl Walker, actually. Yeah, I could. Someone think. with a little bit of someone about them. But Carl Walker's like 30, isn't he? He's a little bit older and you, he has that sense of maturity about him, I think. Yeah. Like maybe him. it's something to be, do with being a left back as well. Right back, but. Right back, on. anyway. <laughs> left, right. No, there's only one love for me in the England team, and that's, uh, that's Bokayo Saka. Really? Yeah, of course it is. Arsenal. Starboy, Arsenal. Have you seen the meme of him riding the inflatable unicorn, by the way? No, please send that to me Do yourself a favour, that'll brighten up your day. Good, wholesome internet content, that. Mikayo <laughs> Saka riding an inflatable unicorn. Looks like the happiest man in the world. Fabulous. Can't wait to see that later. We did actually have a point to talk about today after this massive just football chat. Well, we've got... Yeah, sorry, everyone. Imagine if you don't like football. <laughs> you have already feel... tuned out. For those of you who have stuck <laughs> with it, well done. Well done, you. I feel like this is like a getting to know Andy and Amy pod. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, you can lead this one off, mate. What are we talking about? Because these are all um, yours. So we... I had a couple of questions this week. Um, so I think we start on... Question from my lovely client, Zoe, um, who is, she's actually amazing. So she's only, she's quite a recent client. Um, we've only been training together about like three weeks, a month or so. Lovely girl, love her. She's really, really great. Lost a lot of weight over the first lockdown, actually. A lot of weight. Um, she was showing me photos of herself at, like around the first lockdown and she lost a good few stone. Looks like a different person. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, really, really good. So, but obviously she's quite conscious about her um, fat around her middle. She wants to lose a little bit more. Started training, started a bit of strength training. So we're taking very much a total body approach to try and strengthen up the rest of her body, in turn increase muscle mass, 
hopefully lose body fat around the middle because we all know we can't spot reduce. All right. But she's really trying to tighten up her diet as well. So she texted me the other day. She's also isolating right now. So she's binging the podcast while she was cleaning the house oh, yesterday. Yes, I was like, sorry. good effort, Zoe. Um, so good she's... solidarity for the, uh, to the podcast to isolate with us, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, well. that's thanks, a real, That's a real commitment. Thanks. Um, so she texted me and said, look, um, in fact, let me get the message up. She was like, um, quick question. Uh, should I keep my calorie input the same on the days that I'm not exercising or am I overthinking it? Today, my only physical activity has been cleaning and a quick walk very early so as not to come in contact with any humans, um, but have eaten the same quantities as food and snacks as I did yesterday. Is that okay? um andy what are your thoughts um i would say for most people most of the time i wouldn't worry about it at least not initially um the exceptions to that would be if someone's training so if we're talking about resistance training even less need to worry about it because to be honest whether it's a rest day or a training day I would always be having protein, you know, getting those kind of three to four servings of protein in three to five servings of protein. So regardless on whether you're training or not, um, if you're doing like endurance work and the calorie expenditure is kind of getting up like 500 plus, I would think about it then like the, cause that shortfall, you might feel that if you're, especially if you're, if you're trying to diet, um, with a lot of this stuff, I think it comes down. So the goal is fat loss. Yeah. Yeah. So in which case, yeah, for me, this comes down to preference, which is a good thing because it means you can, if you, if you feel like you get that additional boost with training uh, and you like eating a bit more on training days, I would do it. If it doesn't really bother you. And actually, like you said, um, I think you said in the, in the question that am I overthinking it? I think a lot of people do overthink it. And actually, if it's easier, just if you've locked into a calorie amount or a, or a way of eating that you can sustain, um, I would just keep doing that. Um, and then as you go along, so I had this with, um, my client, um, Joe, who I'm working with at the moment, um, we've been working together for going into week four now, and, you know, it's been going really well. And we had this discussion the other day, exactly the same thing. It's like, should I start doing like higher and lower days? Um, and this is again, like a, like a fat loss goal. And, and this is the same response It's do you know what, if we get into that stage now where, you'd rather have a little bit more kind of energy around training and you're in your feeling the diet after the first few weeks, then yeah, let's do, let's do it. But um, it's not essential. It's definitely not essential. No, which is exactly what I said to Zoe as well. I was like, Zoe's got two kids as well. Um, and the only people I would ever really recommend having higher and lower intake days for are athletes where day to day, their daily energy expenditure does vary quite significantly, exactly like you said, mate, um, or where training is the priority, you know, yeah, the, yeah, um, that's, that's it. you know, anyone else that has a fat loss goal. Um, and like I said to Zoe in her six minute voice note that I then proceeded to leave her. <laughs> 
She's a nice lady. She's got nothing else to do with this. Great, <laughs> apart from clean. I said, you've probably actually burnt more calories cleaning than you maybe did in the resistance session that we did yesterday. Like if that's like, honestly, what you're worried about, um, cleaning yeah, like, the literally. whole, like cleaning the whole house for a day will burn so many calories as opposed to the amount of calories you burn in a resistance session. I said, the most important thing is that you're getting plenty of whole foods in, you're staying full, you're in a structured pattern of eating throughout the day that fuels you, you're not getting too hungry, you're getting that protein in at every single serving as much as you can, and you're not stressed about it, you know? Like, there's nothing worse than being on the school run and being like, oh, I've had 200 extra calories than I did yesterday, so I'm gonna have to take 200 calories off tomorrow. Like, honestly, like, Gen pop, just don't need to do that. So I said, yes, darling, you were overthinking it, but don't worry about it. It's actually a really valid question and a lot of people, um, something that a lot of people do actually think as well, which is why when I'm prescribing uh, calories and macros for a lot of my clients, and I know you do the same, mate, is I do give them a range. Yeah. So you like, you know, give them a calorie range or a weekly calorie goal, which I do with a lot of my clients. Um, so if they do have days where either they are feeling a little bit hungrier or they know they're going to eat a little bit more because of maybe a social occasion or something like that, that they can have days where they do eat a little bit more. And then maybe when they're days when they're not as hungry or they're not thinking about food because they're busier or more preoccupied, they can bring the intake down a little bit on those days too. Yeah. I mean, absolutely in agreement with that, mate. And I think that the last of the last thing I'll add, and you, you alluded to it there, the time when I typically advise higher and lower days pertaining to fat loss would be to allow a bit more uh, leeway for social occasions at the weekend. Yeah. So, and that is literally, I'm not even joking. That is as simple as you think you're going to go out and have a bigger meal. So let's say you're, you're trying to eat at 2000 calories. So on Saturday night, you're going to allow two and a half, so you're 500 calories over. And then on the Wednesday of that week, you're going to eat 1500, eat 500 calories less. The weekly mm. intake stays exactly the same. You get to go out and relax the reins a little bit. It means you can, you know, takes a bit of stress potentially out of that meal. It means you have to have a lower day in the week, but one lower day, again, it's not going to have a massive negative impact on training. So we're not talking about fasting or anything like that. So yeah, but it's, it's a really good question and one that um, people probably spend quite a, a lot of time thinking about when actually it, it's worth thinking about but not overthinking yeah definitely and i would say just for the casual exerciser that is exercising either for health or fat loss training about three to four times a week really don't worry about it cool well that's that one covered mate that feels that feels comprehensive and concise i would say just to compensate for the chat at the beginning of the week. <laughs> yeah. um right shall we do the lauren's question then yeah go for it mate um yeah i think we saved the top one for maybe another time because that could get quite meaty cool um so Question from Lauren via my personal uh, Instagram, which was lovely. We had a little bit of a chat. Um, so she, Lauren wanted to know about cellulite. So she said that she particularly would always hear male PTs um, referencing it and telling women not to worry about it and things like that. Um, but 
mainly female PTs just kind of not mention it. Um, male PTs saying that the only thing that works for it is diet and exercise, but female PTs just actually just not referencing it at all. She wanted to know my opinion on it um, as a female, whether I talk to my clients about it um, and can we do anything about it? What actually works? And then I wanted to ask you, Andy, actually, uh, uh, do males kind of, or males, men, have any... Um, <laughs> have any kind of similar gripes with their body. Um, yeah, so I actually asked the question on my Instagram um, just with regards to the women that follow me and like what their views are, um, if they're bothered by it, if they've ever done anything to try and get rid of it. Um, because mm, I'd go so far as to say that most women have it not all women have it and women's different women struggle with it in different areas. So um, first of all, let's design, like define what it kind of is. So it's just a collection of fat deposits in certain areas around the body um, that causes like a dimple, dimple like appearance. So women mainly have it um, around the top of the thighs, around the bum. Some women get it on the um, back of the arms as well. In very, very serious cases, it's what's called like lipedema, which is a very exaggerated appearance of dimples across mainly the lower body. Um, I think it's got something to do with the way the fat crystallizes under the skin as well. So it actually can't, if you lose weight, it won't actually, um, the fat cells won't actually be dissolved. I could have absolutely butchered that. As you can see, this is a very off the cuff podcast. But <laughs> they're like, that's like an extreme um, version of cellulite. Um, so yeah, like I, I have it. I've always had it. I think from, and Lauren said this as well in her um, voice note, she had it from about the age of 12 and 13. And I think that's the first time that I really started to notice it or be more conscious of it as well. Um, around the backs of my upper thighs, little bit on my bum, but I think that's mainly stretch marks from where I was growing as well. Um, but yeah, does it bother me? Used to bother me a lot. Does it bother me now? No, I can't say I really care, but I think that is an age and a maturity thing and a knowledge that I do everything I can to look after my body and be as healthy in the healthiest way possible. Have I done anything over the years to try and combat it? Yeah, I used to dry brush my body. Um, I've used scrubs and stuff like that. The only thing that I've ever found that has made a difference is actually eating a diet with that has a significant lower amount of processed foods and um, exercising. And it sounds like such the, you know, the most generic prescription in the world. But as soon as I started training and lost a little bit of body fat and cut out a lot of the processed foods in my diet or at least was more aware of the foods that I was putting in my mouth and actually relied a lot more on whole foods which is what I would say my diet is made up of now that has honestly had the biggest impact on um on my on my cellulite and the where I come from with regards to my my clients, my female clients is again it's like we talked about in the last part mate managing expectations so genetically my mum has again like we discussed like very large lower body that's our genetics I'm always going to carry fat around like the lower part of my body I'm always going to have cellulite most women do have cellulite um 
you'll I think I grew up in the the kind of wag era where it was very fashionable in magazines to shame people for having mm. cellulite particularly like footballers wives and celebrities um and whilst that was done with maybe the intention of but it probably wasn't done with the intention of making other women feel wanky air quote normal it was done to shame them but like it's you know it it is I don't want to say reassuring but it is a normal thing on a woman's body women should have body fat particularly around the lower part of their body in order to protect those reproductive organs which is what we are biologically designed to do um I did open this out on my face on my Instagram as well just asking for responses um which I'll go through some of them now and then I'll hand the reins over to you so a few responses to um the story I posted today which was um one woman I have it a little never been bothered by it don't use anything for it great awesome yes have it lose fat and gain muscle helped a little bit tried cream and body brushing years ago yeah and there are a lot of like creams and lotions and potions out there that are do prey on the women's insecurities around cellulite um and like you know pitch the marketing actually trying to lose it or combat it um someone's put i mean i have it but it doesn't impact my life most women have it right yeah most women do have it and i think things like this it's really important to normalize i think maybe it's a good thing that female pts don't talk about it because it is normal and the more we become it becomes like a joey tribbiani moo point then the less it even matters you know um someone else has put yes have it yes bothers me personally not sure if you can get rid of it um you can lessen it and something that I said to Lauren as well, and like I've preached before on the podcast is when you look in the mirror and that's the only thing you see on your legs, I can guarantee that when you are naked, getting jiggy with your other half or whoever you choose to get jiggy with, that person is not looking at your legs thinking, oh my God, look at that girl cellulite. Like the people that you love do not even see it. They do not even see it. But again, when we actually target ourselves and those, you know, those areas of our body that we are shamed into believing that are, are less desirable, then it becomes the focus of everything. So, yeah, um, the people that love you don't even care, don't even see it. I think I've. I think like a few years ago, I pointed it out to a boyfriend of mine, which is the most unattractive thing in the world going, oh, man who loves me, look at this horrible thing on my leg. And like, he was like, I don't even see it. Like, I don't get what you're going on about. Like people, like generally the person that you love or the people that love you, they 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 don't see it. So um, yeah, interesting to know, interested to know your thoughts on that, mate. I've just spoke for a long time. That's quite the introduction, mate. <laughs> um, I thought I'd just roll with it. So do I talk about it a lot? Nope. Um, not, not really. Um, I'm trying to think about I've ever spoken about it. Definitely in the, I suppose clients have mentioned it before. I'm not up on the science of it. So anytime anyone said, can I do something for it? I'm like, your best bet is to lose a bit of body fat and train, <laughs> which is kind of what you've said. And that's, so, so when you said about like, like male gripes or do men have something similar, um, there's definitely overlap. So like cellulite is something that, that women will bring up, um, are more likely to bring up with guys. It tends to be like love handles, stretch marks is something that comes up, um, mm. male and female. The big one's probably loose skin, um, that again, male and female will 
talk about as in they've lost weight and they're like can i tighten up the skin and i'm like mm. no you cannot well you this is the thing right you can you can't physically tighten the skin but you can work the muscle and develop the muscle underneath and then kind of it's not the skin tightening it's the muscle growing but that leads to that slightly or potentially like more toned appearance but there comes a point i think this is um these pods are going to be out of sequence but the the pod that we recorded on tuesday we talked uh, we talked at length about setting expectations so when people say to me no again not so much with cellulite but with with loose skin oh will this go i'm like no it won't um, you can lose body fat but if anything there's a potential for that skin to to feel looser and if you've lost a lot of weight especially um it might require surgery and again this is come this comes down to that personal choice again like if it bothers you that much um then it might be something to look into i think it's a like when you read that question out to me like before we we got on i was like wow it's like i can't imagine i can't imagine but then i'm not on social media as much but i can't imagine male pts talking about it do you know what I mean? Think, just yeah, I think it's more kind of like this you know, is what think you about, should do kind of thing. Think or... about the James Smiths of the world that are like, yeah, sorry, like, like it doesn't fucking matter. Like, do you know what I mean? I think it's. I think what Lauren was suggesting is it's very easy for a man to turn around and or be to just, like, to dismiss it, kind of. Thing. Don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. Uh, okay. Like, you yeah. know, like if you've just just eat healthily and exercise. But if if you're coming from a place where this really bothers you about your physical appearance, again, like the thing about diet and exercise and actually like participating in those things to try and improve your body is it takes bloody time. And if you're being offered these quick fixes by, you know, other companies, and then you've got a male PT going, yeah, but just don't worry about it. And it's like, well, all right, well, don't worry about how big your penis is. Like, do you know, do you know what I mean? No, no, no. Like, Ex exactly that. So I was going to just going to say there when people say, Oh, don't worry about it. That, like part of you, like you're, I think a lot of that is well-intentioned um, as in exactly what you were saying there. Look, the people that you love, the people that your friends don't give a shit. And, yeah, and I, I think largely that is true. But when it comes down to um, telling people what they should care about, I think yeah. you're on a bit of a, a slippery path there. So I, I do think I will preach um, health. So kind of if you're in a state of poor health, or there's something that you can actively do to improve your health, you know, if you're at risk, I will tell someone that I'll be a lot more forthright and be like, look, you know, if you've got type two diabetes and it's lifestyle induced, you've got the power to, ch to change this. And I'll go a little bit harder. Maybe you'd be a little bit more forceful than I would do normally. If someone says to me, oh, you know, um, I'm in perfect health, but you know, the cellular on my legs is bothering me. I'm not going to be like, no, oh, just don't worry about it. Just, you know, yeah. why are you bothered about that for? Because because people care about what they care about. So actually as PTs or coaches, you have to, you kind of work, you can talk around it and say, you know, why does it bother you? And maybe we, we give the example of like family and friends not really caring, but ultimately people care about what they care about. Some people care about getting stronger. Some people couldn't care less. Other people want to be, be able to run 10 Ks. Other people are like, why do you want to run for? Why do you want to run 10 K for? Why do you want to go and do a nuclear race or a tough mudder? Why would you put yourself... People want to do what they want to do, right? So actually, if someone expresses an interest or a concern, or maybe they're not happy with a part of their body, I think the best way to come about it is be honest. So look, now you, there isn't this magic exercise that's suddenly going to um, vanish away cellulite or suddenly tighten up loose skin. But if you put things in place, like you said, tidying up the diet, less processed food, um, resistance training, generally living a healthy life, I think if you do that and you do that for a period of time, you'll get the results you get. And then if you're still not happy with it, then maybe you look at, I, I do think with a lot of this stuff, 
what exercise and diet can do in terms of health is amazing is just you know like we said before if you could if you could put it in pill form everyone would take it but in the same breath it's not like it can't work miracles do you know what i mean Mm. and i think this is like a broader discussion of like why do you train or why get into exercise i think again i would kind of like do it as like a health pursuit and then whatever you get off the back of that is kind of a is, is a bonus um i just don't talk about say like because i like i don't i feel like there's a kind of nothing i can do so i'll be honest <laughs> i'll just kind of be honest about it and say look this you know generally you're doing you're doing the right things basically mm-hmm. if, you, if you're seeing me and you're coming to the gym or you're looking at your diet you're already doing the right things and, and actually like i i couldn't tell i couldn't speak to the science on whether rubbing potions and lotions in it is going to do anything i imagine probably not <laughs> but but again i'm not um i'm not aware of some kind of miracle cure out there and it doesn't sound from what you've said that there is so i think the difference with like you know when you're telling people what they should care about i think the act like if you what if you care about your 10k time realistically you put the work in there's no reason why you can't improve the 10k time with things like actual appearance of your skin that you have very little control over what's that what that is going to look like even if you do everything you can that is a great point that is a great point so like with a 10k that or or even running a marathon you want to take something a bit more extreme there's a well kind of set out you know you literally you can go online now and get like a marathon plan or a running plan and there's a well established route to improve your running yeah whereas like you said if you could do all the um you know band banded leg exercises lunges squats that you want there's no guarantees that the cellulite changes appearance and also like like with everything ask yourself why it bothers you like why does it bother you like oh i can see it under my leggings okay well why is that an issue what do you think it says about you does you think it's if you think that having cellulite has a reflection on you as a person and that it means that you're lazy or that you are you know you carry a bit of extra body fat like it's just it's genetic it's genetic it's absolutely genetic and i've I've taken real comfort and confidence over the last few years. Maybe it is a maturity thing, but knowing that I'm doing everything I can for my body and this is the way it's supposed to look, I'm kind of all right with that. I'm like, you know, like, could I do more if I really applied myself? Probably. In the realms of my lifestyle, am I doing enough? 100% yes. Like, and there's a real comfort that comes with that, with knowing that you're like, I'm doing as much as I can and this is the body I've got and it's pretty cool. Like, you know, yeah. and my boyfriend doesn't see my cellulite, you know? And my mum who moans about her cellulite and she does have a lot of lipedema on her legs and stuff. That's from like her, um, from when she was younger, but like she'll look at my legs and just like lust after them almost and be like, oh my God, I wish I had legs like you. And like, there's always somebody that wants what you've got because they don't see what you see. And when when you kind of view the world like that, like everything seems like a bit of a privilege and the body you're in is such a privilege. Like, so just value it, please, please, please try not to waste energy hating it because if you are fit and healthy and your body serves you 
you are like rich beyond words, you know? Oh God, I'm so profound in isolation, aren't I? It's really working for you, mate. <laughs> I love this, Amy. You need to like... shut you off in a little cave more often. Just oh, to... I think so zen. I think with, with things like that, so like um, whether it's cellular light or stretch marks or whatever it may be, you don't have to love it. But I do think, I mean, one of the things we were kind of banding around on our, our topics was that kind of concept of body neutrality. You don't have to love it, but like being in a position where you hate it is just, it's kind mm -hmm. of exhausting. And if you are like looking in the mirror or even worse, like avoiding the mirror because you don't want to see it, that's, it's kind of one of those things that chips away at you a little bit. Um, I just want to make like another point and, and you, you said about how, you know, as you got older, like your kind of attitude matures. And I think mine definitely, like this is something that we're kind of both, we're not like there, but we're definitely both on the same path. Um, and I take that, I take that as a given that everyone as they get older will kind of see this, but they don't. Like they, they really don't. And, and actually talking about um, privilege, because we're in the industry and we talk about it a lot. And we're, we're kind of immersed in it with clients or reading articles online or doing this podcast or interactions in the Facebook group. You get a really good sense of uh, like taking the temperature of the room and kind of seeing where people are at with it at different stages. And, and one, of, uh, one of my kind of oldest clients um, in terms of, you know, work with her for you know best part of 10 years now. I remember her turning around to you one day and saying, I've been, and I've probably mentioned this on the pub before, but I've been kind of dieting for 40 years now. Mm. And, and, and I've been worried about that for, for this amount of time. And it's, and essentially it's because I'm not, you know, she's not happy with the body that she's in. And you get to a point and we've had this discussion and it's a broader topic around like how you see yourself and potentially it's not something that can be solved. Well, it's not something that can be solved with, a macro layout and calories and a meal plan but I, I do think like and I, I don't think everyone has to get to this kind of zen state where like everything is just perfect but I do feel like we can it's like we're training like if you haven't thought about this stuff before or if you've never questioned god why do I why do I think about my stretch marks like that why do I think about loose my loose skin like that where where is that coming from just kind of dig into that a little bit because when you think about it rationally, it makes no sense whatsoever. Mm. But it's hard to, again, it's hard to kind of keep this like a Zen-like state, you know, very stoic, like, you know, you just worry about the things you can control. Don't worry about things that you can't, you know, it's very easy to say. And it's something that we kind of all like, I feel like it's something we like constantly need to be reminded of, but you can definitely get better at it. Like yeah. how you see yourself, how you perceive yourself, what's important. And I think just talking about those things and actually thinking about them on a regular basis is a, is a massive part of that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think the whole body positivity, body neutrality thing is actually really interesting. I think I'd love to let's save that for next week or something. Oh yeah. I yeah. Definitely, we can definitely. really delve into that. Um, and I know that's a really important message that a lot of people need to hear and need to kind of reflect and mull over. So yeah, let's give that appropriate time and attention. Um, sounds yeah. good mate sounds good love that mate that feels like a natural conclusion to the pod there it mate it does right next time we speak we'll have been in the final oh predictions 
I'm I'm going for lunch with an Italian on Sunday as well. Is that is that your prediction? <laughs> no, <laughs> my um, prediction is I'm going for lunch with an Italian. Italian. Me and Martina are going for lunch on Sunday. Um, so I was like, oh my god, you're Italian. We go for lunch. <laughs> um, oh god. Oh, by the way, one one more thing. Did you see the um, the Italians who brought the banner to Wembley? Oh, don't stop putting pineapple on pizza. Have you seen? Have you seen? Superb. Talking about funny Absolutely memes. Superb. Talking about funny memes, I'm gonna send you this one. I just, uh, I just sent you, and I want a uh, a live podcast. Um, hello, there you go. <laughs> Very good. Very good. So, if anyone's seen the meme that's going around that goes, "No one buy Don Mio all week. This is war." <laughs> that just made me laugh earlier. I was like, "Yes." Um, predictions. Ooh, penalties. Italy to win. I just, I'm just an England supporter, and I just know the pain of the last few years. I texted my dad actually after last night, and I was like, "Oh, the disappointment is just prolonged for four more days now." <laughs> I love your cynical attitude as a long-suffering England fan. You can tell you've been through the, uh, been through the wars. It's I can't, I can't not predict an England win. I just can't do it, even though like this is definitely a heart-ruling head <laughs> prediction yeah. coming up. I was lying in bed last night and I was like, I was think, like, I was actively trying to tune into my body and how I was feeling watching that match. And I was like, I'm really anxious. Like, I'm not just saying it. I felt really sick at like 11 o'clock at night. And I was like, this is not good. This is not good. Or like half 10 at night. I was like, I don't want to go to bed feeling like this, but it's it's awful being an England supporter. I, I am going to go, I'm going to go England 2-1. Saka to score. And I reckon, do you know what? I can see Kane getting the winner. I wouldn't be surprised if we get a penalty off Italy, you know? Really? I yeah. I would be surprised if he brings Grealish on to cause them a lot of, like, they get so frustrated with him. So frustrated with Grealish. I honestly think, like, um, I think like, Italy central midfield is better than ours mm. by a distance, but. They're, I feel like they're fullbacks. So like uh, like Sterling and Saka, that's that's where we've got an advantage up the flanks. So just exploit the hell out of that, Gareth. I wouldn't be surprised if we go to a back three, you know, mm-hmm. maybe five or five at the back. But yeah, come I on, don't England. Know, I don't Bring that bad boy home. Yeah. Bring it home. Come on, England. Well, you're either going to have two very excited... England supporters and one Gareth Southgate lookalike next week. Or... I'll, be out, I'll be out of work if we lose. So uh, come on, <laughs> I've got that lookalike career penciled in. Hey, you could do it. That'd be nice. Turn up to some Especially openings of random team. things. Anyone that is friends with Andy on Facebook will know the will have seen the photos from a few years ago where he did actually dress up. Have you got a new tie, by the way? Because he started rocking the um, knitted got, tie, hasn't he's got he? A spotted tie now, hasn't yeah. he? As well, yeah. Sarah was saying I need to up my game, but I yeah. mean, yeah, you can't be asked, can you? I just can't. I mean, I'm isolating. Otherwise, I would. Otherwise, with I'd Amazon, be all, mate, I'd be, I'd be all over it. Oh, that was fun little bonus pod. I mean, because it's not like we've got anything else to do, is it? Well, you've got a baby. I have no excuse. <laughs> no, this it's been recorded on the eighth. It'll go out on the ninth. I promise. I'll get. Yeah. I'll get on that. Cool. I'll get. So on busy. Day. I don't know where I'm going to find the time, but I'll. Uh, I'll manage. Yeah. Cool. Nice one. Thanks, guys. Um, if you can get past the football-related chat at the start, there's some quite <laughs> good meat in there. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed getting to know us a little bit better, and we will. Uh, Catch you next week. Take it easy, everyone. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening to the Not Another Fitness podcast. If you'd like to join our ever-growing community, please log on to Facebook and request to join the Not Another Fitness podcast group. We really do appreciate all the feedback that you take the time to send myself and Andy, and you'll find our contact details in the Facebook group. If you want to inquire with either of us about working with us directly, send us a little email. If you have time to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, scroll down to the bottom, give us a five-star rating and jot down your thoughts in a little review. If you're listening via any other podcast provider, please just share it to your socials as it really does help get our little podcast out to more people. 